So welcome to JR Out Loud. I'm Judy Herman, and it's exciting today to be talking to you, Peter Kavanagh, because you're the director of Paul Kemba's Not Quite Jerusalem, which was fantastically successful, so successful in the 1980s at the Royal Court that it got revived in 82, after that initial production in 1980, and I'm pretty sure the one we saw was the 1982 one, and it, it did stay with me. So set it up for now, because why is it being revived now? And, you know, it, its setting has moved on, but perhaps not the sentiment. It's not a period piece, or is it? Well, is it a period piece? Uh, that's a big question. Uh, it's about a particular moment in that kibbutz history, it's also a particular moment in the history of young people in Britain. And uh, so the, the convergence of those two really differentiates them from what's going on now, so that, that, that interaction. So, so we've got a set of characters. I'm just trying to think, what was the word we would describe these guys with in the 1980s? I mean, are they chavs? Are they white boys? They're Londoners. Aren't they? I think they're Londoners. Is that right? And they're that, right. and they've gone to the kibbutz in search of sun, sex, and beer. Um, and they're not exactly the greatest advertisement for British youth, are they? I notice it's called English youth here, not British youth. We was, we always tend to talk about British now, but um, you know, I do remember. I have this vision of them in the fake suntan on, on them and shorts and those kibbutz hats and so forth. And yes, they were really embarrassing, I think, if I remember rightly. Not embarrassing me, but that's the whole point, wasn't it? The film was called um, Not Quite Paradise, and that's what they're looking for, isn't it? Paradise, I guess. Well, uh, yes, yes, they're looking for paradise. The Not Quite Paradise doesn't refer to Israel, it refers to the Britain that they've left. Mm. And to be even-handed about it, as the play is even-handed, and, and not political, I have to say, it deals, there are two characters who are utter chavs, <laughs> wonderfully chavvy. Um, uh, one of them is a more intelligent and, and learns from the experience. So that learning from the experience is a very important uh, part, part of the play. But two of them are, one is a Cambridge dropout and the other is a young failed, young woman, kind of failed artist, kind of woman with with the same identity problems that all these young people have. Very much youth of today in Britain, a sense of despondency, listlessness, um, no future, sense of, you know, where, where is it all going to go? So the paradise, in a sense, that they're attracted to is this place that seems to be highly idealistic, uh, based on uh, Marxist principles, uh, that from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. Mm. Um, you know, and that's literally a Marxist uh, principle, a highly feminist um, uh, culture that, that there was. It looked after women, the kibbutzim, and it was, it was socialist in the extreme. It was just the most amazing. But the problem for these uh, kids coming from Britain is that they have no discipline, they have no sense of, um, the, the, of direction and the conflict that happens is the highly directional young kibbutznik vis-a-vis the, the directionless youth. Yeah, no, well, speaking from personal experience... Ah, I don't know, that's not someone knocking on the door, is it? No. I think yeah. you're, you're getting ready, aren't you, for your getting, so it's probably noises off. So I was going to say, from my, my 
experience of Kibbutzim, yes, there was knocking, knocking on the door, Boker Tov, good morning, at about four o'clock in the morning. So that, that <laughs> I have to say, you know... Not a British, not a British standard time. Not really, no. You know, not a time that one sees terribly often unless you're a bird watcher trying to catch the dawn callers, which I am now, but I certainly wasn't then. And I was there with my boyfriend, so it's not unlike... All the, and uh, yes, one's abiding memory was of very determined, yes, very socialist young uh, uh, people, um, of children in the nursery, babies, you know, uh, childcare was communal, yes, so that, that led to equality. It was a very, very different, it was a culture shock, a terrible culture shock. And yes, being up a tree on a ladder picking apples all day. And the natural fact, we had to go in, I say all day, you had to go in until 11 o'clock in the morning. It was too hot after that. Um, so and I think we see that in the play, if I remember rightly, that the afternoon is the sun and sa- sun around the swimming pool because uh, you, there's nothing else. You can't be out in it. And I think that's what they're living for, isn't it? That's it. Well, they, they were hoping for much more of the pool. They end up getting an awful lot more of the melon picking is what they do mm. and um, then work in the buyer, the refet. Ah, oh, uh, yes. So there's an awful lot of refet boiling by a life <laughs> in a kind of sea of manure. <laughs> and the reason I'm laughing is that our daughter went on a scheme called Schnapp, which is a year out in Israel, and she worked on a kibbutz for a large part of that year in exactly in the refet, exactly that. Yes, Milking, yes. She learned to milk a cow. Yes, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think that's what they're doing, isn't it? Yes, and sorting the wheat from the chaff, as I think you were saying, something like that. Um, the, the equivalent of the Second World War land girls, mm. people displaced from the cities suddenly finding themselves in the country and coping with this terrible uh, rurality, yeah. I can't remember. How long were they having... How long had they signed up for? How, how many months? Uh, I, I think that that was a kind of an open. They could, uh, but I'm I'm not an authority on that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So, so, but they are not having the ball that they wanted. Um, but that would you say though that they do come through a sort of learning experience, or do they just are they just going to land up the same as as when they went? Well, culturally, they appear not to, and that's the crisis issue in the play. The play is about will these young people, will they partake? Uh, Israel was 31 years old at this mm. period. It was desperate to, to um, uh, attract and absorb cultures and, and information from around the world. So it welcomed these young people in. But there's a big resentment because, you know, frankly, it was brutally tough. Um, and they were living, you know, the food was pretty awful and, you know, the hours were long. Um, so the young people were hostile and weren't really, they didn't respond. And so in the sense of learning, um, uh, for some of them, there's not much happening. But the crucial thing is that they commit a terrible offence and they are forgiven. Mm. And the learning is the learning that, upon which the kibbutz was based, I think, which is forgiveness, loving, understanding, generosity. So and it, it's what makes it such a beautiful play. Yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it, though? Because you know you were saying it's not really about Israel, but Israel is there, and you are going to attract a lot of a lot of Israelis from from Britain and a lot of Jews are going to come and see it, and 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 it is not at the moment. It's not the lens we're seeing Israel through terribly much, is it? It's really it's hard for me to remember what it was like. At this period, it was. At this period, it was very. It was generous. 
loving and welcoming. I do know, I do remember. <laughs> I remember, and talking about the food, we used to call it TCP because it was tomato, um, cucumbers and peppers. That was about it, really. And that, <laughs> that, 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 that was breakfast, and I think it might have been lunch and dinner as well. There was an awful lot of that going on. So, yeah, but, it, oh, God, it was so healthy, though. You know, I worked in the laundry as well as up the apple tree. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> so, and you know what, for a spoiled... Jewish uh, teenager, that is quite a baptism of fire, if that's the right expression, um, to land up doing the, la I mean, imagine the communal laundry. So I sort of understand where they're coming from, but it's even more difficult for them because they're not actually Jewish. They just signed up for this experience. Um, and, and, and it, but they do get to meet one, there's at least one Israeli in it, or a couple of Israelis in it as well, aren't there? There's a guard and a girl. Tell me about the Israeli characters as well. Let's, let's talk about all the characters, because she, she has a, a relationship, doesn't she? With one of uh, your, um, well, yes. Uh, what happens is the, the young uh, Cambridge dropout has a, a, develops a relationship with uh, tough, single-minded, very earnest, as they both are, um, <laughs> kibbutznik. The young woman, uh, the young kibbutznik, she's very earnest and a very determined person. Um, he's coming from a different perspective. The question is, can they reconcile, right? Can the two cultures, uh, or is the damage in Britain so great? Is he so damaged by his experience in Britain um, that he, he simply won't, uh, he won't get through this? Yeah, so what is it about Britain at that moment that was damaging? Actually, uh, these young, young people are quite poles apart, aren't they? One's a Cambridge dropout and the others are from London. Probably from, from these yes, but mm. but they both suffer the mm. English malady, which is that post it's post-colonial. Mm. Don't forget, it's not so long since the Second World War. Uh, the Labour government, for which there have been huge hopes, is now in disarray. Callaghan is uh, is bringing uh, ill MPs out of hospital to vote oh, yeah. in, in votes of confidence. I remember. Uh, <laughs> Yes. So Britain, Britain, Britain is just about to get Thatcher, mm. right? So the mm. Labour government is literally on the floor. It's mm. like that great boxing match at the oh. weekend. They're wiped out by the yeah. Tyson Fury of the um, oh, Tory yeah. party. Yeah, I love it. Sorry, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tyson Fury, even if not of boxing. So He was an Irish yeah. gypsy, of course. I do but, love uh, your metaphor. It's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's so. Yeah, um, it's it's very hard to remember that this is before Thatcher. Yeah, so they're already, as you say, totally demoralised. Then I can yes. see that. Yes. Um, yeah, they're very very demoralised, and so they're they're looking for this other this other option. Yeah. This this um, this paradise. Yeah. In many ways, that paradise syndrome thing has been. People have looked to Jerusalem itself. Actually, that's probably why it's called not quite Jerusalem for some sort of paradise, haven't they? You know, that some ideal. I mean, now I don't think we would, but yes, I think you're right that then, uh, and Israel did seem to be this extraordinary idealistic place. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It did. But and at one point, one of the characters turns and says, "You think this is paradise? He, I think there's a sense of foreboding that things will change." But, yeah. In the way that in Britain they have changed, and Britain is now in a kind of swamp. Mm. Uh, this very vibrant culture will change and become something very different and less less giving. Yes. 
because it was particularly left-wing at that point, and now we know it's incredibly right-wing. I think the American influence is enormous now, so instead of being a sort of flat, even um, society, it probably is hierarchical more than it was then. So I don't think it's just the kibbutzim that were... were um, as I say, idealistic. I think the whole society was more than it is now. I think she, I think the reality check in Israel has caught up. So actually, can you just um, nail for me what year this is actually set in? Because it's probably a bit earlier than the year I saw it. It's the 70s then, yes? Well, it, it, it appeared on stage in the Royal Court in 1980. But it was I, a huge yeah. hit. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it was set a little but, bit before but, that. But, but, but it obviously took a few years of writing yeah, yeah. and then a few years setting up. So we're talking probably 76, 77. Yeah, because he went to a kibbutz, didn't he? Um, Paul, Paul um, Kemba, the writer, actually, he is speaking from personal experience, which I think is great, because he actually had gone and, and done his kibbutz thing. He had worked on a kibbutz in 77, so that's why I'm thinking it's just a little bit before, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's just, mm. it's around that time. Mm, mm, mm. So d does it have for you that then that ring of authenticity? Even well, if, complete. Mm. I mean, it's, it's virtually a documentary mm. of his time. It's mm. a document mm. of a particular, uh, two particular cultures in complete mm. opposite uh, gyres, inter interlocking, inter interacting, mm. and the clash there, and the rich things that come out of it, and um, a very, very moving story. It's the most beautiful play. We really, really want people to come and see this play. Mm. We certainly will. But can I ask you, I mean, sort of, Probably you need to go back to rehearsal now, or we won't have a production to go and see. Um, what? Why now? Can you say why? Apart from it being really good, why would you revive it now? Uh, it's a forty-year-old. It's a forty-year-old play. It gives a perspective both on Britain in in this period in which we're going to have a conservative rule, in which there's a tremendous sense among young people of of absolute hopelessness mm. that that you know there's nothing in it for them. That this. Um, whoever will be looking after them will not be doing what's needed for for youth. So we've got disengaged youth, and we've also got a very different uh, world in Israel. So this play takes us into the same places, but in entirely different uh, circumstances. And it's the, it's the similarities that are interesting. Yes, no, it just sounds completely fascinating. I mean, you think what you said just now, uh, I, anyone listening would want to go and see it. I mean, we're talking on the day that Greta Thunberg is marching through Bristol. And I, I was just going to say, these guys are looking for that sort of idealism, aren't they? <laughs> They're looking for the idealism that Greta Thunberg is trying to offer us now, aren't they? The way, you know, the way forward that, well, I think more the reality check. You know, it's as if Israel was the Greta Thunberg of the 1980s, I suppose, something like that. So, absolutely, mm. that's absolutely the case. Yes, it's a place where, where everybody is ideologically driven. Mm. Uh, highly socialist, highly feminist, um, and highly disciplined. Mm. Yes, okay. Well, look, um, I think you're, you, it looks to me as if you should be back at rehearsal now. Is that right? It is indeed, but please, we would love people to come mm. and see the play. It's the most beautiful, touching, wonderful comedy yes. something we've talked about, is that it's a wacky, marvellous comedy. I do remember laughing myself silly at it, and I also remember being very moved by the David Threlfall character, which I think, is that the character? That is the... Okay, we'll That's drop out. David Threlfall, yes. yes, and we have someone, uh, Ryan Whittle, Yes, that absolutely beautifully. So yeah, I'm sure your cast are going to be top notch, as they all are at the Finborough. A little ad for the Finborough here. You've got some really fantastic space there. We will be on that kibbutz with you. I know we will feel as if we are. Thank you so much for talking to me, Peter Kavanagh, the director of Paul Kemba's Not Quite Jerusalem.